Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. They say it's in your blood, a game that can't be won, only played. A love affair. It satisfies the soul and frustrates the intellect. The greatest game ever played. Golf. It's real. And this is Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. Talking golf with you for more than two decades. And now, here's Brian and Bob. Thank you very much and welcome in to this edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. Wrapping up day one at the 44th Ryder Cup. Bob's dad, Bob uh, Billy Casper, of course, the winningest Ryder Cupper in U.S. history, also successfully captained the U.S. squad in 1979 at the Greenbrier. And so the Ryder Cup runs through his veins, and I'm excited to talk about it today, even though... I stayed up all night, Bob, as I know you uh-huh. did mostly. I fell asleep. You you messaged me and said, I'm not going to stay up. If they're going to play like this. And I actually I can't watch this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was with you. I'm like, you know what? You're, you're probably onto something. I'm like, I'm going to stick it out for a little longer. And then I started to drift and I was like, okay, I'm out. And then I woke up and about two hours ahead of where I thought I would wake up. And I was yeah. like, ah, forget it. I'm up. Let's go. So I just started fast forwarding from where I left off and, and it took me a while to catch up. And unfortunately... Or whatever. Uh, you guys were texting, you and the caddy, and so I started getting a little ahead of myself. But it was disappointing, to say the least, Bob. I mean, we saw something that we've never seen before, and not in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, and that was a whitewash of the morning foursomes and uh, the Europeans winning 4-0 to zero over the U.S. squad. I've got some thoughts about that, and, and we'll talk about that in segment in, in coming up. But I'll tell you what, it was it was difficult to watch, especially from the get-go, and seeing everything go the Europeans' way. And even Paul McGinley, after the end of uh, the first day, said everything that could have possibly gone correct for the Europeans went their way. And that's why they are currently leading six and a half to one and a half. If you're listening to this on Saturday morning, due to the time change, we're probably somewhere in the middle of Saturday's matches, so it's very possible that the U.S. is in the midst of an epic comeback. Or Hopefully. it's also possible that they are getting absolutely drowned and that this thing is over before we even get to singles on Sunday. So uh, whatever that may be, we'll talk about it on the show. But right now, the context being we just watched the U.S. lose six and a half, one and a half. On day number one, Rex Hoggard is in Italy. He'll join us. Dave Stockton, former Ryder Cup captain, is also in Italy. He'll join us. And the caddy as well. So we've got lots of insights for you. We'll give give you our take as well. Stay tuned. This is Real Golf Radio. 
Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers, AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. For nearly 10 years, Firehouse Subs guests have been asking for one thing. The return of the King's Hawaiian Pork and Slaw Sandwich. Ready for a return to flavor paradise? The beloved sandwich is back for a limited time. Featuring a blend of sweet, savory, and tangy flavors with irresistible King's Hawaiian bread, slow-smoked gold pork, melted pepper jack cheese, and slaw, transport your taste buds to flavor paradise. It pairs perfectly with the new tropical cherry limeade with a pineapple flavor twist. Available in original sparkling zero sugar and sparkling zero sugar. A portion of every purchase of the King's Hawaiian pork and slaw will go to Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation's Hawaii Disaster Relief Fund to support relief and recovery efforts in Hawaii. Since 2005, the foundation has awarded more than $77 million to first responders and public safety organizations across the country. To learn more, visit your local Firehouse Subs or visit www.firehousesubs.com. Sponsored by Firehouse Subs. Are you looking to sell your house? Call 1-800-SELL-FAST to request a free all-cash offer. We can buy your house in days, and you don't even have to clean or fix anything. There are no commissions or closing costs, no agents, no open houses, and no banks to deal with. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST or visit sellfast.com to request your cash offer. There's no obligation. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST. That's 1-800-735-5327. Or visit sellfast.com to get your free cash offer. Sellfast is a home buyer referral service. Each office independently owned and operated. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/byline and use code byline. That's code byline. At prizepicks.com slash byline for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. It's brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and the Chrome Soft family of golf balls. Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X, and Chrome Soft XLS. And you know what was cool? A lot of Callaway golf balls being played this week yeah. at the Ryder Cup. And I couldn't help but think about that XLS because a lot of those shots are coming into elevated or downhill greens with slopes going away and things like that. And you're seeing, or or even coming back at you, and mm-hmm. so many times you'll see guys spinning the balls off the front of the green. And Rom is particular, of course, he was striking it perfectly. But their golf ball, it's that it's that hop and stop 
that I love about that XLS golf ball from Callaway, the Chrome Soft XLS. Check it out. Uh, better yet, just go buy a dozen. Try it out. See what you think. They're plenty long, spin great, and not too much spin. So uh, check out CallawayGolf.com for more information. Well, Bob, I got, uh, I got one thing to say for you here. And I hate losing Chavi. I hate it. I hate losing more than I even want to win. There's a difference. There is a difference. And that, of course, uh, Moneyball, one of my favorite movies. But I hate it. I hate sitting there watching this movie. I have seen this movie so many times. Bob, we've been doing this for almost 25 years. And it's been 30 years since the U.S. stood victorious on foreign soil at the Belfry back in 1993. And as I've been putting out some social media and different things, at Real Golf, by the way, if you want to follow us, at Real Golf BT, I'm putting in 30 years is long enough. Well, you know what? It's going to be 34 because this is, it's not, it, it appears, uh, again, after day one, it appears yeah. we're a long way away from getting anything done and changing the, our fortunes of 30 years. Well, the last time it was uh, six and a half, one and a half was in Detroit when Hal Sutton was the captain, six and a half, one and a half after the first day. And was we saw really? how that ended up. Yeah. It, it was the very Detroit. same. Do you remember yep, how it, deflating that was? Well, you and oh, I were there for our first. It was brutal. You were they pro- lost by seven points. Oh. It was brutal. And that's kind of where we're headed right now. But six to two in 1999, Ben Crenshaw won at six to two. Mm, so we're feeling. only half, we're only half a point away from that. We've only played for eight points, which is a third or so of the points. Less than a third less than a third of the points that are still remaining. So there's still time. There's still hope. So you're saying there's a chance. And I kept thinking about that line over and over. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Harry standing there being like, you're saying, what's this one in a million? You know, in 2004, I became, I, I came to hate this song. And since we were doing a little bit of Moneyball, I, I wanted to throw this a little mashup in here. Here you go. <laughs> That's what losing sounds like. Yeah, that's exactly. And you know what? In Detroit, Bob, it was all. That's all we heard. Yeah. All we heard was ole, ole, ole. Yep. And then uh, we've heard a lot in the first round, too. So um, that's what the Europeans do. That's what they, that's their chant. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was not fun watching the morning foursomes and it was not fun watching the end of the afternoon four balls. Let's break it down. Beginning with Friday morning foursomes, the first out for team Europe, the home team, John Rom and Terrell Hatton taking on Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns. We knew this was going to be a pairing Burns is on the team because he's buddies with Scheffler. And yep. the surprising thing is Bob, as we talked about in our preview last week is these two teamed up in, in president's cup play and they didn't win. So no, I don't quite understand what's the what, what what is so important about having this team or what made Zach Johnson think this was going to be somewhat different, especially on the road in a situation that Sam Burns has never been in before. Yeah, you know, uh, I was listening to Brandel Chambly and and he said that Scotty Scheffler is number one as far as strokes gained in in his in the key indicators for fairways and hitting greens and and that type of thing. Sam Burns for this team was the worst on the team. He was number 12, Mm. okay? So Paul McGinley said their special sauce is to start out every session with strength, okay? So you saw Rom and Hatton 
All right. We put up Scheffler and Burns against them, and you're going the number one statistical guy and the last statistical guy, which makes a very average pairing. And when you've got the strength against average, strength is going to win. And they did four and three. So when you mentioned strength, Hatton has the experience of being in Ryder Cups, both on a winning and a losing side. Sam Burns does not. So while you might stack Burns and Hatton side by side and on a PGA Tour event and probably pick Sam Burns, this is a whole different story, right? And that's what you're saying is is put something out. So would you have liked to see Kepka in that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would have liked to seen Kepka. You know, he's the guy that especially when you get to the first tee, you know, you show up with Scheffler and Kepka on the first tee playing against Rom and Hatton. That's a very, very strong statement. Guys were coming after you. And, and I think that's, what a lot of people would have liked to have seen. Do you think it also, though, potentially gives them momentum if you put that out there the way they did Tiger and Phil? And Totally different. Okay. I think it's totally different. You had the number one and number two player in the world at that point in time. You want to put your strength out, but your strength, your strength shouldn't be tied so tight that it diminishes or takes away almost two points like, like Tiger and right. uh, Phil did. You know, split those guys who are number one and number two in the world, put them with somebody that they can mentor or a, a rookie or something like that, and then it becomes a better pairing um, where if you want to – you're playing on foreign soil, guess what? You you got to show some strength right off the get-go. But okay to go with – so what you're, I'm hearing you say is okay to go Scheffler and Burns, just not in the lead match. Right. Specifically, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. It, it would have been much better had they taken – the number four position, which which for the U.S., which was Shoffley and Cantley, and threw them out with Rahm and Hatton to begin with. Mm. And then you could put Scheffler and Burns maybe at the end or maybe stack somewhere in between. I like I like rolling number one out. I just think you put another strong next to him and go strength on strength right. for that particular one. I'm with you, right? And it's always easy to second guess. We're going to overreact to everything right now because yes. we just got dusted. But at the end of the day, Bob, uh, Rahm and Hatton, they won five holes. And Scheffler yep. and Burns won one. One one. I mean, yep. that is it, it is remarkable. And by the way, the opening hole, Scheffler nearly holed it out from just off the green, rolled it up there and it just lipped out. And you thought maybe, maybe that was gonna get some dust. And that, that was really it. That was the end of the spark. So then you yep. follow up Victor Hovland and uh and Ludwig Aberg or Oberg or whatever we're calling him now. But my here's the interesting thing. As we've talked about this going into this match, Bob, when you got Rahm and Hovland, Hovland's the hottest guy in, in golf right now. Right? Oh, yeah. And so oh, yeah. coming off of his FedEx Cup win and, and just the way he's ball striking, so you start out with Rahm and Hovland, and we went with Scheffler and Homa. And again, I love Max Homa, and Brian Harmon is the open champion, the champion golfer of the year, has the Claret Jug, and both Hovland and Aberg would love to have the Claret Jug. But guess what? Right now, they really want that little gold trophy in the Ryder Cup. And so I, I look at that and I say, you know what? That that was one that I felt like was probably going to Hovland. Yeah, and that's that's another one that ended up four and three. The U.S. side uh, of Homa and ha- Harmon only won two holes in that whole mix. Um, but, you know, Max Homa coming off a Presence Cup um, scored four points. Um, Brian Harmon was a rookie. Um, maybe everybody was feeling that Homa, because he kind of experienced this a little bit, 
um, that it was going to be a better situation. But both of those guys basically were rookies out in the second match against Hovland. Um, Who was unbelievable. And it's a Ryder Cup and not a President's Cup. That's right. And Hovland was freaking unbelievable. Shane Lowry and Sepp Straka, I thought that one was there for the taking. Uh, Morikawa, really disappointing play on day number one. Ricky Fowler, he had a couple of moments, but all in all, they just couldn't quite keep it together. But I thought that was one that you needed to go out there and grab. That was one for the taking. They didn't have their strength right there. They slipped a little one in there that... Kind of regardless of how the rest of them went, they could live yeah. with where that where that ended up, and it ended up in a two and one victory for Team Europe. Rory McIlroy and Tommy Fleetwood. This is something Fleetwood Mac that we talked about. We knew we were going mm-hmm. to see Shoffley and Cantley. That's your strength right there. So that is also one that you think maybe that just ends in a half because those those four players are, are I would say fairly evenly matched. Again, just wasn't falling for Shoffley and Cantley. Yeah, and they McElroy got outplayed. And Fleetwood, we're able to figure out a way. So that's how things got started, Bob. And it was 4-0. Hard to believe that in the modern era, that has never happened for Team Europe in a, in a foursomes match to start things off. So yep. um, pretty remarkable stuff. I, I don't know what else to say, but Rex Hoggard has been there. He's spent the day in Italy, spent the whole week there covering this event for Golf Channel. He's going to join us next. We'll break it down with him and then more. This is your listening to a Ryder Cup edition of Real Golf Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, If you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. 
they fit right in your ear, nothing shows on the back of your ear, and at only $297 for a full pair, when you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case, and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. And, wow, what a day one at the Ryder Cup. And since we are not there, really pleased to welcome in Rex Hogger from Golf Channel, who is on site and covering this event. Rex, it was Really exciting, that first chip from Scotty Scheffler that nearly went in and then kind of all blue, huh? It was tough. I mean, when you look at how that morning session went, and it was just a dominant performance by the Europeans. And what happened in the afternoon, I think, is what Zach and and most people thought was going to happen. I mean, historically, Europeans have played well in foursomes, and the Americans have played well in four ball, and you had three American flags on the board in the afternoon. It seemed like the comeback was well underway. And I think I did the math of this correctly. If you look at what happened in those last three matches of the four-ball session, if you look at 16, 17, and 18, the crucial holes of that, the Europeans won seven of those holes. The Americans managed just two wins out of that. And that's really what Ryder Cups always seem to come down to. It comes down to who finishes strong, and, and they did. I mean, John Rahm made two massive putts coming down the stretch. One on 18 probably surprised him a little bit. Justin Rose kind of channeled his inner Justin Rose from a few years ago, and it, it, it's a dominant performance, but I just finished up a podcast with my, my teammate, Ryan Lavier, and the idea being that it shows you, in, at least in my mind, the, the decimal point differences between the teams. Because if you'd have told me, leaving Whistling Straits two years ago, that the Europeans would get off to not just a good start, but a historic start and a five-point lead on day one, they would keep the Americans from winning a full point for the first time ever in the history of the math matches. They would sweep the first ses- session on Friday for the first time ever, I would have told you, no way, that's not happening. But it shows you how close these teams actually are despite the score. You know, the interesting thing is John Rahm chipped in three times and then made, you know, made some bombs as far as putts, especially on that 18th hole in the afternoon uh, of the first day. But, um, yeah, it was was a whitewash from the get-go. And like you said, those last three holes – when when the U.S. could have really turned the tide, they let them squeak away. Your thoughts about um, the pairings going into that those that first day, uh, especially in the morning, and um, and also I know you've talked a lot about captains' picks and that kind of thing. But do you think those guys were the best guys that could have been picked for um, for this team? Uh, I mean, this is a colleague of mine said it to me this afternoon that this is best called the hindsight cup because we're always going to sit here and pick it apart. Um, and it's easy to do now. I'm sure we'll even get started even heavier on Sunday night and Monday as we start leaving this place. Yeah. I mean, there were some things that Zach did early uh, in the morning and that, that I think are, that probably 
raised a lot of eyebrows. We knew that Scotty Scheffler was going to play with Sam Burns. That's kind of why Sam Burns was on this team, to be quite frank. Look, Sam's had a great year, but he was a captain's pick because of that. However, you send a rookie who is, at least statistically, based on this team, relative to the rest of this team, out first, an alternate shirt, alternate shot, with that crowd. I mean, that's a tall task. You're putting Sam in a really, really bad position. I know he's with the world number one, but man, that was tough. It may have been better. I think, it, at least in my mind, it was obvious that Scott was always going to play with Brooks Kepka. In my mind, I kept thinking to myself, wouldn't it be at least a better visual for those two to walk up to that first tee early Friday morning and at least give the Europeans something to think about instead of the other way around? Yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely right. And, and I think I talked with you guys about this a few weeks ago. I, I love Justin Thomas as a player and a human being. This is not a slight against him. He just is not a good statistical fit for this golf course. And I think we saw that from a lot of the Americans today. Rex Hoggard, Golf Channel, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So I'm going to go back to your uh, decimal point comment and how close these two teams are because you can have big wins at home and you can have big losses on the road. And and it just is – the, in some ways, they're the same players. There's obviously new players that have been introduced from two years ago. But what is it about the Ryder Cup that allows that type of play? Because it's very obvious if you're watching that the European team, and, and you go back to Whistling Straits, let's just say this, the home team swings very freely, the road team is very tight, and the putts seem to fall for the home team and are just oh so close for the road team. Is it just as simple as home and away? Uh, yeah, it seems that way. It seems over, an oversimplification if you ask me, but – I mean, if you're trying to quantify it, I don't think the teams are, are that different. You can't tell me the Europeans are five points better than the U.S. team. I mean, it just doesn't add up that way. But when you factor in all of the things that we've talked about, like they had complete control over the golf course, this isn't quite Paris. This isn't quite Le Golf National. I called it Le Golf National light, but it's there. It's still penal. We saw it today. It's They have juicy rough in all the right places, and specifically the American players, if they get a little wayward. And statistically, the Americans don't drive it as well as the Europeans. I think the key, and this will come out as the week goes in, the greens slow down from Monday until today. That's sort of the Benjamin button of what normally happens at PGA Tour events. They always speed up. They get more firm. They, they do the exact opposite here, and they do it on purpose. They're trying to throw the Americans off their game. There's nothing illegal about it. There's nothing dirty about it. It's just the way it works. When you're the home team, you get to set it up. I remember Medina when I saw it a few years ago and asking Davis Love about it, it looked like Augusta. It was not an, a, a, a blade of grass that looked anything like rough. He wanted nothing but fairway because he knew he had bombers and let them bomb. And, and so it's the exact same thing when the United States plays at home. I think the fans factor into it, certainly the fans this week. I mean, the European fans, not taking anything away from the American fans, but a Ryder Cup over here just hits different. You know, you talk, you're talking about the putting. Um, a lot was made of, you know, 10 and a half earlier in the week, 11, 11, possibly 11 to 11 and a half a little bit later in the week. But it, it didn't look like that. A lot of guys were coming up short and that kind of thing. But it seemed like everything when it needed to be made, um, as far as putts were concerned, the Europeans were much more comfortable on those greens, like you said, than what the U.S. squad was. I uh, saw a lot of putts come up short. This morning I wanted to walk with Brian Harmon and Max Homer because I thought that was a fascinating pairing. I mean, statistically, I, I made the argument on the podcast uh, last night that they could have been the U.S. side's 
best alternate shot pairing. If you just break down what each one does well and you match them up, it's a statistical, statistical ham and cheese. I mean, ham and egg. You can just go out and, and do their thing. Ryan Harmon missed too many fairways, which he's supposed to hit a lot of. And every putt I saw Max Homer hit, and he is the second best putter on this team. He is sixth this season in strokes game putting on the PGA Tour. Seemed like he left everything three rolls short. I think that has everything to do with when you get in a situation like this, the adrenaline kicks in. They know they're going to be slow, but it's hard to convince yourself to hit the putt two inches harder. There's no doubt about it. Rex Hoggard, Golf Channel, joining us. I, I find it interesting um, to, to listen to the different philosophies. There's been a lot made on the broadcast about how the European locker room is set up versus the U.S. locker room. And this whole idea of um, uh, Paul McGinley saying you got to get into the heart of these players because that's really what inspires them. And they've got Seve's locker in there and his shirt that he last wore in a Ryder Cup and all of pictures of families and doing all the things that kind of like Tom Lehman and and some of the guys in the past got criticized for maybe making a little too much out of it and maybe tighten the U.S. players, but yet that seems to be what works for Team Europe. Where do you side on this idea, or do you think the captain has that much influence in the way he can inspire or not inspire his team? I think if it's a close match, and we're, I'm talking about a point, half a point here, if it's, if it's a close match, I do think a captain can make a difference. Certainly, I, you look at what Paul Azinger did at Baja, I don't think yeah. he, without Tiger Woods and the drought that the American team had endured up to that point, there's no doubt that Azinger made a difference. I would argue that even Davis Love, after certainly not Medina, but Hazeltine, and, and granted he had you know a learning curve there. He had figured it out better. He made a difference there. But if it's, if it's five points like it is now, I, I don't know how much the captain really factors in that much. I'm not taking anything away from Luke Donald. I think he's done a brilliant job. I also think Zach Johnson. I remember has done a very good job. I remember covering uh, Tom Lehman at the K Club. And I was, I, I, like, I was the U.S. team reporter that week. I felt like I was embedded. And I didn't think he could have done anything better or differently. And yet, they just got blown out. And sometimes you just don't have the team to match up. I don't know if that's this week. There could be a historic, you know, comeback in the making. But at this point, we were just talking about this. I don't know what Zach does going into tomorrow morning session, going into Saturday, trying to turn this around. He put out his best teams, and I think sending JT out and Jordan out was was the adjustment he had to make. But it seems like he's up against the ropes right now. Yeah, and I was going to ask you, what do you think they do going forward to be able to kind of mitigate this big, huge lead right now and, and try to get back into this thing? Well, this is kind of like when a team gets behind uh, playing football is the way I kind of equate it because if you're down three touchdowns, you, you can't make that up in one drive. So you just kind of have to pick away at it. And by that, I mean, tomorrow morning session, you can't go out there thinking we have to get a sweep to get back into that. Cause they just don't happen often, even though the Europeans made it look pretty easy this morning. If you can somehow just win a session, even just by a point, by a half point and start clawing back and then do the same thing in the afternoon. It, there is a message that Zach can send his team. And it's always, I'm sure there's a lot of people in the United States that don't like what they're seeing right now and probably have their head in their hands. Keep in mind, they have not played for one-third of the available points this week. So there is a lot of golf still to be played. It's tough, and it always we're in the content business, and this is a, a terrible way of saying it. It's just really, really hard to win these things when they're away, and we're seeing why right now. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, Rex, before we let you go, what's it been like? How's your experience been there in Italy with the whole setup, the the city, and just the vibe of the Ryder Cup? It's a different vibe. It's so much fun. I was talking with the director of, of uh, Ryder Cup Europe the other day about the, the welcome dinner, and they did the photo session, and they did it on the Spanish Steps. It was a very famous landmark right in downtown Rome, and he goes, they shut down the Spanish Steps for an hour for the photo shoot. Wow. Goes, I didn't realize how... I, he didn't, I, I didn't know, but how big of a deal that was. Like, you're not even allowed <laughs> to sit on the Spanish steps. Like, they want the flow of the traffic of the people walking constant. And it's so cool. I was standing uh, during one of the practice rounds talking with Davis Love. on, on the, I think from five positions on the golf course, you can see all the way down to downtown Rome. And you can see the Basilica. And, like, we're just kind of gazing at it thinking, like, nowhere else do you get this. Do you understand how historically special this is? I, I will say... Uh, because of the late nights, because of sort of just logistics, I've only had one good meal, and I'm probably not going to get any more until Monday. But I'm I'm here for another week on vacation, so I'll get plenty of meals. Good for you, and well deserved, man. Go enjoy it a little bit when this is all oh, said yeah. and done. And hey, you never know, right? I mean, they say Rome wasn't built in a day. I guess you know it's not going to fall in a day either. But Team USA's got a got a, got a lot of work cut out for them. We'll either witness something pretty special for the U.S. team or you know, just tip our caps to what Europe was able to do and we'll see it all play out. We'll be watching anyway. I'll be tired and grumpy, but I'll be watching anyway. We'll see what happens. Rex, thanks for your time, man. Of course. See you guys. All right. We'll see you later. Rex Hogger joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Really appreciate him taking some time. Follow him online, on Twitter, as well as, I guess we've got to call it X now, as well as Golf Channel and GolfChannel.com. All right. We'll take a short break. More of the show continues next. Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance. We all love heading to St. George for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What's been missing is a Scottsdale-style golf resort where you can stay and play and own your own residence. That's why we're building Black Desert Resort at Entrada, offering exceptional amenities from a spa, world-class dining and shopping, water park, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com. This is not about splitting hairs. It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one thousandth of an inch that every layer of every chrome soft is manufactured precisely, which we confirm with proprietary 3D x-ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard, but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently, or you can know it will with precision technology. Chrome soft, better for the best better for everyone. There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade, but it performs unlike any other. 
The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. Sometimes, less is more. Like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more. Like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology. Like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. To Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Hi, welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you talking Ryder Cup. And thanks to Rex Hoggard, who just joined us from Marco Simone. Good insights. And I'm glad he's having a good time over there and that he's going to spend a week. That's what, That was our plan, right, Bob? We were going to go over there, cover the event, and then spend a week and enjoy yeah. Rome and the rest of Italy. Get down to mm-hmm. that Malfi Coast. That's what I want to see someday. We'll do yeah. that. We'll do that another time because I'm, it would. The what I've been watching so far might have ruined my vacation. So, <laughs> you know, we were going to take, we were going to go over as couples and stuff. Guess what? My wife just got back from there a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. did she uh, have a, an Italian fella she decided to go with? No, instead? she went with her twin sister. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause this is, it was a good time. This is kind of what, you know, this is, this is what I would have been feeling right now if I was trying to have, be on vacation. Is losing fun. No. What are you having fun for? That's what losing sounds like. <laughs> That's what losing sounds like, yeah. And to put it in Ryder Cup terms. That's what losing sounds like. Wait, let's see what the caddy has to say. This is what the caddy sounds like. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Baby. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is. The Caddy on Real Golf Radio. Uh, the Caddy joins us here on Real Golf Radio. Uh, my first question for you, Caddy. How emotional do you get caddying in a Ryder Cup as compared to a regular tour event? There's so much emotion in this team environment. Do you get sucked into that more so than you, if you're just doing your regular job on a regular tour event? I say there's a palpable difference between walking onto the first tee with 7,000 people in a built-up grandstand like the half of a football stadium versus going out there at uh, a tour event on a Thursday morning when you don't have a popular group and there's a marshal and, uh, and, a, and a first tee announcer and you're, and uh, you know somebody's friend walking along. Yes, there's a difference. There's but, a difference. But, but emotional, is there like when all of a sudden your player – or your player and his partner aren't his teammate aren't able to get it going, and the other guys are holing out shots and they're making putts and they're fist pumping on you, and the crowd's going crazy and doing that chant. Do you ever just like 
how do you deal with that? Because I would just, I'm right there. I would just get so worked up. How do you try to maintain composure in, in that scenario? Well, even though I did two President's Cups and a Ryder Cup, I never really got that crowd thing going around where I mm. was. We we got uh, we got a, a first day treatment at home, the way the guys got over in Italy, and the crowd was basically just out of it. It was they were there, they were making a little noise, but it just wasn't the same thing. It sounded so like I would have. Sorry. That's a terrible sound. Isn't you, know what it? I, you know what I say when you play that song? <laughs> what? No way, no way, no way, no way. <laughs> Did they play? Ole. Yeah, I, I want nothing. I muted. I muted my broadcast uh, when that came on. I muted. it. I don't even want to hear it. I have a problem with that. It triggers me. Mm. See, there you it go. So there's the emotion. Yeah. But as a caddy, you just... When you get into a situation like that, just like a player would, you put your head down, you start do it's you do the business, you do the work and yeah. uh, and try to force everything out, right? Yeah, it's um I've never had too much trouble trying to get focused on it. It's probably easier to focus on it as a caddy than it is a player though, to rein in all that stuff because you you have a you have a detachment when you don't have to physically execute. You're just thinking. It's 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 much much easier than playing, for sure. As far as detaching from that distraction or emotion or whatever, it's just not. Yeah, but you still get fired up, don't you? You still feel. I can remember. I can remember being out there and caddying for Keith Clearwater, and I. When you get in the hunt and you get in the mix and that kind of thing, I can feel the heart heart rate elevate. Yeah, it's a great feeling. I mean, you love it, it. Is, it's, isn't it? That's, that's that's a ton of fun. Yeah, I've never felt the. Um, you can feel the stress. I don't know if you describe it as nervous or. Yeah, it's different, but but you definitely you're a human being. You're going to have the emotions, and you're thinking about. Um outcome sometimes and you're thinking about what's going to happen next and maybe you're a little worried about it or excited about it but I when I my probably one of my one of my favorite experiences was when we were paired with Tiger Woods in the final round of the PGA and second to last group crowds really into it everything's going well, pretty well. We're walking down the 10th hole. And I thought to myself, man, I hope I get to do something like this again. This is just amazing. Um, <laughs> and, and, and that had everything to do with the crowd. It mm-hmm. had everything. To do with the crowd. Yeah. And, um, my player turns around right when I thought that, and he looks at me and he goes, I never want this day to end. <laughs> I thought, how cool is it? How cool is it to be in that situation and have that in your mind? You're enjoying it so much. Now, isn't it nice that you can enjoy it, right? Yeah. Totally enjoy it. Embrace yeah. it. Enjoy it. Yeah. My, How would you compare my, that feeling to when you were in contention at Shinnecock in the U.S. Open? Not enjoying it? No. Oh, always. I've never not enjoyed it. Okay. How could you not enjoy it? I just wanted to know if it was different. Shinnecock was a little no, on the well, edge that week. So Shinnecock was, was somewhat similar. 
Um, not, not quite the volume of the crowd that time at the PGA. Cause Tiger. That was second. That was second to last group Sunday with Phil at Shinnecock. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was uh, that was pretty that was pretty good too. No doubt. It was uh, it was similar, but the the one with Tiger was just I don't know. There was something special about that. I think the reason it was so special is because the crowd was rooting for us more than Tiger, and Tiger yeah. even commented on it. Yeah, he commented on it. It's kind of yeah. almost reminiscent of what you saw with John Rom on the 18th hole in the afternoon match when he made that when he hit that putt and it went up over the hill and it it was clipping along pretty good and hit dead center in the back of the hole, bounced up and and dropped in for an eagle. He didn't he didn't fist pump or anything like that. He just smiled. And that was really, really cool to see. Um, yeah, I got away with one there, but also to see him uh, enjoying what was happening. The Spaniards are so entwined with Sebi. It's like he's part of their DNA. And he commented on that. He, I think he made a comment about how doing something like Sebi would do. And it's a, we'll say it a million times, there's no amount of money that can replace this week. Caddy joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Okay, I want to ask both of you this because... Obviously, it's a disappointing start. Team USA is down five. There's 20 points left to play for, again, at the time that we're doing this after the Friday matches. So you got 20 points left. You're down five. What needs to happen? What, what in your minds would trigger something that could turn the tide and give the U.S. a chance come Sunday singles? Caddy, what, I'll let you go first. What, need, what needs to happen is you need to win 14 points out of 20 which is basically two-thirds of the point. Now, if you, well, no, I'm being serious here. If you break it down, is it really that much of a mountain to climb to win 67% of the points? That's not a lot more than 50%. It's not like we have to win 90%. That's, that's what I would be trying to put in the player's head. Hey, we only have to win a few more than half to win this thing going forward. Let's remember that, right? Now, of course, or even or even if you only win half, you still re- you still retain the cup. So you only have to win twelve and a half more. That's right to get to fourteen. Right, so two thirds of the twenty left, though. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yep. But um, so yeah, I mean, you look at it that way, and you could because you want to, you don't want to go out there thinking having a thought in your head that it's over you you need to believe we can do this i can get this done um and it that that's what i'd be trying i mean it's it's 100 doable why not what's so hard about winning 70 percent of the points really well <clears throat> after watching day one it looks like there's a lot of reasons why that would be hard but i get what yeah. you're saying so yeah but so everything can change in the day too you gotta it look can. It, that way. it can. Yeah. And what the first thing does- that needs to be done is is combined on Saturday. You gotta you gotta pick up you gotta pick up at least two or three points going into Sunday. In my opinion, cut it from five to three or two. Yeah, correct. Well, yeah, that's. I yeah, I agree. You got to be within three. Yeah. 
Because then you got to win nine. Nine of the 12. No, that matters. Yep, that's about, yeah, that's about right. You've got to, you got to have a, obviously you have to have a good day tomorrow, but it's definitely possible. I mean, what if we sweep them in the morning tomorrow? Yeah. That flips it right there, right? Yep. Changes everything. Now yep. it's almost tied. It's almost tied and the momentum's there. And yeah, I mean, anything can happen. It's, that's the way we play sports. Yes. Yes, Caddy. That's exactly right. That's, that's why you come back point. out after halftime. You don't just mail it in. You never know. You never know. So, hey, we'll tune it in. We'll watch. And we'll just hope that our team plays a little better. If not, hey, man, you got to admire what Europe's able to do over there. They got something figured out. They got a formula that seems to be working. But, um, hey, we're out of time. Good stuff as always. Hopefully we'll be talking about something a little more exciting than just getting trounced through the next uh, two days uh, next week as we wrap up the Ryder Cup. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Caddy. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. Appreciate his insight. Stay tuned. We'll wrap up our number one next. Stay tuned. The back nine's still ahead. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160-800-390-5160-800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the U.S. USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. Has someone in your family lost a job recently? And now you can't afford your mortgage payment. Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. 
Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495 That's 800-788-1495 You're listening to Real Golf Radio Talking Golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper One day you'll get it Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Thanks to the caddy for joining us. Thanks to Rex Hoggard. If you missed any part of it, follow us on Twitter at Real Golf or download the show wherever your favorite podcasts are found. You can also find us on SiriusXM 203, iHeartRadio on the GNN Radio channel or the Sports Byline channel, and of course our flagship station 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone, Salt Lake City, Utah. It's a Ryder Cup weekend. We're uh, recording this after day number one, so. Very likely that you are looking at scores and saying, hey, guys, you missed a big comeback on on Saturday morning. I hope that's what's happening. Or, hey, guys, we just lost another session 4-0. This thing is over. What are you talking about? But uh, we don't have that information right now. So let's talk about the players on the U.S. side that give you some hope, Bob, because we did talk. The caddy laid it out there. There's still, you know, 65% of the points won. You're going to be right there. Which of the players give you hope, and who would you say is most likely to be the catalyst going forward if Team USA is to make a comeback? Well, I think, you know, the only ones that have garnered any type of points, you got to look at Spieth and Thomas. They give me hope. Um, they, they, their pairing in Saturday afternoon was worth Friday afternoon, or Friday afternoon was worth a half a point. Um, then you got to look at, uh, at Brooks. He got a half a point with with Scheffler, but Scheffler also lost a point. Um, and then the other one I would say is Homa and uh, Clark. Homa and Clark. So you're yeah, going with the three guys that tied. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I mean they, that, they're that the only gives, bright spots. That gives me hope. That gives me hope. The other guys, it doesn't because they all lost. Here's what gives me hope. Scotty Scheffler's display of emotion near yep. the end of that match when he made that putt. Yep. Justin Thomas's display yeah. of emotion when he made that putt. Now he had two other putts that he needed to make that he didn't. Max Homa, uh, Max Homa's okay. Wyndham Clark is showing some potential. I'm a little concerned about our man X and Morikawa. They got to get it together. But uh, yep. those are. Hey, sports fans, this is Andy Dorf. Check out my show, Dorf on Sports, Byline Sunday, each and every Sunday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time on Dorf on Sports, on the Sports Byline USA radio network and sportsbyline.com. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA broadcast network. USA News, I'm Corey Myers. Dianne Feinstein, the longest-serving female senator, has passed away at the age of 90. Feinstein, a California Democrat, was first elected in 1992 and was a trailblazer in politics and the oldest sitting member of Congress at the time of her death. As the deadline for a potential federal government shutdown approaches, travelers are closely monitoring the potential impacts on flights. 
Congress has until Saturday to come to an agreement and prevent the shutdown. In the event a deal is not reached, crucial personnel like air traffic controllers and TSA agents will still be on duty. They are classified as essential workers. I'm John Schaefer. Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey is defying calls from fellow Democrats to step down following his federal bribery charges. In a private lunch with Senate Democrats yesterday, Menendez stated his intention to stay in the Senate, but did not discuss whether he plans to run for re-election next year. On Wednesday, he and his wife pled not guilty to charges, including conspiracy to commit bribery. The Powerball jackpot nearing the billion-dollar mark once again with no winner in wednesday night's drawing saturday's top prize an estimated 925 million dollars today marks six months since wall street journal reporter evan gershkovich was detained by russia and accused of espionage making him the first american journalist held by the kremlin on charges since the cold war the wall street journal has launched a social media campaign to raise awareness of what the u.s government has officially designated a wrongful detainment journalists and supporters encouraged to post images with the hashtag i stand with evan this is is USA News. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around 200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GEAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GEAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GEAR. It's official. Netflix no longer mailing out DVDs. The streaming company became famous in the late 90s for delivering them to your door. The DVD business, however, has shrunk considerably over the years. And in 2021, Netflix said DVD rentals amounted to less than 1% of its revenue. In a tweet, they said it's been a true pleasure and honor to deliver movie nights to our wonderful members for 25 years. Company frontman Paul Rogers says he came close to not only losing his voice, but also his life. In an interview this week on CBS Mornings, Rogers revealed that he had 13 strokes, including two major ones, since 2016. I couldn't do anything, to be honest. I couldn't speak. That was a very strange thing. You know, I'd, 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 I'd prepare something in my mind and I'd say it, but that isn't what came out. I go, what the heck did I just say? He did undergo major surgery after his second stroke and was able to sing and play guitar six months after that and was back in the studio another year later. The Detroit Lions coming off a 34-20 takedown of the Green Bay Packers last night at Lambeau Field. Detroit improved to 3-1 and one, while Green Bay slipped to 2-2. Two and two. I'm Corey Myers, USA News. 
This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Here, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Well, we have nine more holes to go, so how about you two fellas follow me to the 10th tee? On to the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper. Two players down the middle on the tempo. Here's Brian and Bob. Well, thank you very much, and welcome into hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. We're hoping that we might get a little back nine of the U.S. Ryder Cup team, meaning that they, you know, turn the corner Flip-flop. after day number one and yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe play some golf. Oh, I'd say. In hour number one, you heard from America's favorite caddy, as well as Rex Hoggard for Golf Channel, who's uh, on scene there at Marco Simone. Mm-hmm. That's fun to say. Yeah. Coming up later this hour, you're going to hear from Dave Stockton, two-time participant of the Ryder Cup and two-time PGA champion, as well as the captain of the 1991 U.S. Victorious team, in what's known as the War on the Shore at Kiwa Island. It was pretty cool to go back there a couple of years ago and yeah. be there where that all took place and to hear Dave talk about it. Yeah, you're going to hear. You're going to hear from Dave Stockton and what he thinks on that coming up. Can I just ask you this, Bob? Yeah. I I hate losing, right? I mean, yeah. I've 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 played I've played this already, but and I hate losing, Chavi. I hate it. I hate losing more than I even want to win. So I played that, There's right? a difference. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Brad. There is a difference. I hate losing. And when I'm watching my college football team, when I'm watching my other favorite professional teams, I get so emotional when, when my team is losing. And it just reflects on me and causes so much emotion that sometimes I fail to really sit back and just watch what's going on. Back in the day when I was covering college football for the radio station, I could just sit and have a, an emotionless enjoyment of watching great competition, right? So is there something to be said or admired about what these European teams can continue to do over this now 45-year span since Europe took over and to see, I guess it's not quite 45. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty close to 45. Yeah, Yeah. Um, 
that they've been able to put together this formula that just seems to work cup after cup, at least on home soil for sure. Well, I don't know. We talked about the passion um, and the passion of what they do with their team and bringing them together and that kind of thing. It's, it's, it's something that they thrive on. And I don't necessarily know if it's something that the U S guys thrive on. It's almost like we're more individualistic and not as much team center. I hear it. I hear it. I don't know. Dave's going to talk about it, but I want to, let's hit that point next. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll overreact next here on Rogue Off Radio. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers, AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com. And you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. For nearly 10 years, Firehouse Subs guests have been asking for one thing. The return of the King's Hawaiian Pork and Slaw Sandwich. Ready for a return to flavor paradise? The beloved sandwich is back for a limited time, featuring a blend of sweet, savory, and tangy flavors with irresistible King's Hawaiian bread, slow-smoked pulled pork, melted pepper jack cheese, and slaw. Transport your taste buds to flavor paradise. It pairs perfectly with the new tropical cherry limeade with a pineapple flavor twist. Available in original sparkling zero sugar and sparkling zero sugar. A portion of every purchase of the King's Hawaiian pork and slaw will go to Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation's Hawaii Disaster Relief Fund to support relief and recovery efforts in Hawaii. Since 2005, the foundation has awarded more than $77 million to first responders and public safety organizations across the country. To learn more, visit your local Firehouse Subs or visit www.firehousesubs.com. Sponsored by Firehouse Subs. Are you looking to sell your house? Call 1-800-SELL-FAST to request a free all-cash offer. We can buy your house in days, and you don't even have to clean or fix anything. There are no commissions or closing costs, no agents, no open houses, and no banks to deal with. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST or visit sellfast.com to request your cash offer. There's no obligation. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST. That's 1-800-735-5327. Or visit sellfast.com to get your free cash offer. Sellfast is a home buyer referral service. Each office independently owned and operated. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/byline and use code byline. That's code byline. At prizepicks.com slash byline for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Now, back. 
back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. This segment is brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort's championship. Tom Weiskopf Design Golf Course is open and available for play. You can book your tee time at blackdesertresort.com. PGA Tour event is literally one year away beginning this weekend. Very exciting stuff, but you can play the golf course now. It's it's beautiful. It's in extremely great condition. It'll be one of the most enjoyable experiences you'll have on a golf course, and you're going to want to come back. There's also exclusive real estate opportunities available at blackdesertresort.com. All right, Bob, I, I kind of introduced this idea. Should we just sit back and admire, take off the, the USA glasses for a minute and just admire what Europe is able to do? Because it really doesn't matter who the captain is. It doesn't even necessarily matter who the players yeah. are. Look, Ian Poulter's not there. Lee Westwood's not there. Paul Casey's not there. Yeah. Rory McIlroy's the old guy. And you got guys like Nicholas Hoygaard and Ludwig Aberg and... Just guys, Sepp Straka. Sepp, yeah, Sepp, throw him in there. I, they just seem to step up and rise to the occasion. When a putt needs to be made, the putt is made. When a chip needs to get hold, the chip gets hold. When a fairway needs to be hit, there it is. And you watch that, and then you got the best players in the world. I'm putting air quotes around it, according to on paper, and again, air quotes around it, that just can't seem to find a fairway. They can't seem to hit a green and can't seem to get it anywhere near the hole with a pitching wedge or a lob wedge from 100 to 110 yards in some occasions. It, it just is surprising to me. And, and then the putter is another thing. Guys, yeah. I watched Team USA hit putt after putt that looked brilliant. They grazed the hole. Should have yeah. gone in, would have, could have, should have, didn't. But Team Europe found a way. What is it, Bob? What is it and how, I guess I just have to sit back and take the emotion out of it and admire what Europe is able to do. Yeah, you know, you and I were texting, um, watching the matches, and, and it just blows me away that you've got these guys that are the best players in the world. When they have a shot that just they should just eat alive, like a wedge shot, or uh, from 110 to 120 yards or whatever, that's green light special. And they're having 20 and 25-foot putts. That blows me away with how how good these guys are, and they're able and they're not hitting it close to the hole. Then the other thing is, is it seems like even though you do have those rookies, and even though you do have that youth, these guys are pairing them with like minded and also guys that have had experience that can lift them. I I was floored, Victor Hovland. Last time at Whistling Straits went 0-3. 0-3. And he comes out at this year's Ryder Cup, and he's a world beater. Based on his great play of this total year of the of this year, but he's a world beater in the Ryder Cup now. So now you've got Rory, you've got Hovland, and you've got Rom. And those guys are anchoring because they're the best players that the Europe side has. And then you got guys like Steve Lowry and Tommy Fleetwood who have played in other Ryder Cups before that have been and experienced it. And now there's times coming that they feel more and more comfortable and they can bring people along with them too. So it's, it's, it's amazing to see what they're able to do. And somehow we just missed the mark a little bit or we're just missing the mark a little bit. 
Then you got guys like Matt Fitzpatrick that absolutely unloaded. And look, that's golf. How many times, I'll, I'll, I don't mean to insert myself, I'm not a world beater, but I played a match this week and I won the first five holes. And then it was kind of like, it, you know, even though my opponent went on a run and made a couple of birdies, it just, it was almost like, it's just so deflating yeah, that it's hard. And I'm not even saying that I necessarily played awesome. It just sort of went my way and it didn't go his way a little bit. And that's golf. And this guy is, I would say he's, he's one of the guys that I admire the most for his golf game. And so it's not, it would be a little bit like, you know, um, a Sepp Straka, you know, taking down a a Brooks Kepka kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It happens. You know, and and having said that, and you talked about, you talked about, um, you know, him and Straka and that kind of thing, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick in the last Ryder Cup did not win a point. He was an Ofer. Oh, and five. Okay. He was 0-5, but he just won his first point on Friday. And he said it was an amazing feeling to win a point, okay? So he put in his time, and as McGinley said, these guys don't always start out the best, but I'll tell you what, they mature They mature into better and start contributing and making points for the European squad. McElroy, Rom, Hovland, they combined to go four zero and two. Mm-hmm. You you sent out the text to to Caddy and I and just said, "Hey, their studs are stepping up, ours are not." Yeah, and I, I again, I this is the biggest mystery to me because I don't know what it is that as I watch these players and the home team just swings freely and the road yeah. team swings tight, and you can see it in their faces. I. I don't know. One of the things that, that stands out to me is that when Rom and Hatton stood on the first tee, they were arm in arm. Yeah, they did. They were. No American team did that. No. Mm-mm. But not every European team did it either. No. I just see that. Those are body language cues Yeah. that just, to me, says they've got something that is close. Now, this is not too different of a team that was at Whistling Straits, and apparently they all bonded. They all got along. They were all able to hit the shots. They destroyed Team Europe two years ago. So right. I, I guess I'm just not right. prepared to overreact and go down this road again of saying, well, they don't care. Um, yeah. They're just all individuals. Yeah. They're not into team. Because we've talked to Tony Finau about it after that. We've mm-hmm. talked to other players throughout the years. I, I just don't, I don't buy it unless they're just saying it See that that wouldn't be me. The company line. It's but it's but I don't. I feel like it's sincere, right? Yeah. Oh, Um, I agree with you. I I do think there were a couple of head scratcher picks this year. Yes. And I think they're they're kind of struggling. I I would just love to see what Keegan Bradley would have done on day number one. Right. Oh yeah. I would love to see what Tony Fino would have done on day number one. Yep. Yep. Guys with a little bit more experience. I, I agree. I agree. Um, both of those guys would have had experience of being on a Ryder Cup before. Um, Tony, um, having been on two Ryder Cups and two Presidents Cups, um, yeah, I think I think you know when you talk about experience and you talk about having been in that, and when you talk about somebody that has won four times since the last Ryder Cup and two times this year, Keegan Bradley, who's won two times this year, he was mentored by Phil Mickelson as a player in the Ryder Cup. Um, 
yeah, I, I think, Kyle, I, don't, I just don't know. Um, Brandel Chambly said it was perplexing, the captain's picks this time, and it was perplexing the the um pairings. who who they the pairings who they sent out uh the first day you know you look at the captain's picks from this year and what they were able to do the first day they were over oh four and one they got a half a point and that was kepka well look they didn't lose it in the four ball right i mean three of the matches were halved yeah and they, they lost, lost the, the match. session but they didn't but they didn't lose it that's not but like, that's not what's caught like right i mean but the, what they lost it going on for in yeah, alternate yeah. shot. So they've got yeah. to find a way to hit fairways and greens. It's just, it's, it really is that simple. And I hear the announcers. And make talk, putts. Well, but they, but, but hear me out. I hear the announcers talking about how this golf course sets up for the European style of play more so than the Americans. Well, guess what? These guys are professional golfers. They can figure out how to find a fairway. They can figure mm-hmm. out how to hit a green. Give themselves a chance. Even if they lay it up a little bit short and hit the green first, it seems like there's some advantage to be having a ball on the green and putting the pressure right. on the other guy to, to have to hit right. the green as well, right? You see what I'm saying? Like, adapt. Yep. And the greens are slower. Adapt. You've been there for a week. That's all I'm saying. Yep. So I guess yep. it comes down to playing better. That's that's my that's my advice. That's what I offer. Hey, coming up next, Dave Stockton, winning uh, Ryder Cup captain, the War at the Shore, Kiowa Island, 1991, two-time winning participant as well, two-time PGA champion. He joins us next. He's over in Italy. We'll hear what he has to say right here on Real Golf Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968 That's 800-817-2968 If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. 
These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear, nothing shows on the back of your ear, and at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case, and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number, call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738-That's 800-278-1738 You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. Hi, welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. So good to be with you as we're talking 44th Ryder Cup Italy. Marco Simone, and it has been an interesting start. Certainly, if you're a fan of Europe, you're having a great time. And otherwise, you're probably listening to our show and you're frustrated like we are. Well, we're excited to welcome in uh, a man who found himself in an interesting position as the captain in 1991 at Kiowa Island and uh, later became known as the War by the Shore. And his name is Dave Stockton, and uh, Dave joins us right now. Dave, how are you? Well, I'm doing good. It's uh, been an interesting trip. Rome's a lovely place to visit, although the uh, natives aren't too hospitable to us this year. It's uh, not looking too swift for us. <laughs> yeah, the golf has been a bit, been a bit of a struggle. Uh, I, just give me your overall sense of having traveled over there, what it means to be a past captain, a past participant, <laughs> and to be involved in these matches, even on the road. Well, obviously it's hard on the road. We hadn't won over here since Watson, who followed me in 93, uh, won. Hard to imagine we haven't won in 30 years and it doesn't look like we're going to pull this out. Not the way they're playing. Uh, but they built this venue this month. Uh, it's only a golf course, and it's it's basically it's spectacular. I mean, they, they took – there's only one hole. got to redesign in the mid-2016, 17, somewhere in there. But they had 36 holes, and there's only one hole remains that they used to have. And – they, they, if, you, if you watch it on television, you see the high on, on 16 and 15 and in, in the 18th tee. Uh, you can see Rome and the, the Basilica in the distance, and it's spectacular. The clubhouse divided exactly in half, one team on one side, one on the other. And uh, it's, it, it's really a spectacular golf course, and they did an unbelievable job. I was down there on the first tee in the afternoon this afternoon. We had a meeting in the morning with the PGA officers with, there were, I think, eight or nine of the past captains there. They're counting the three that are on the on the the uh, vice captain list uh, under Zach Johnson. We have we had I think thirteen or fourteen past captains here, which is by far the most. Mm-hmm. Which is obviously the wives said, you know, you're going to Rome, we're going to Rome. You're not turning this down. So <laughs> we're only missing a couple. Uh, Sutton and, and Nicholas couldn't make the trip, and uh, missing one other, but. Uh, other than that, we were all here, uh, obviously down today. Uh, I, you know, I, I watched Rom coming in. I, I brought back memories to me of Seve 
jeez, uh, eagling two out of the last three holes to to pull out a tie. I mean, it was unbelievable. What does the Ryder Cup mean to you? I know you've had an opportunity to be on teams and um, and be around my dad um, when he captained and that kind of thing, teams with my dad. What does the Ryder Cup mean to you as far as um, also being a captain but also being a participant and, and uh, the emotions that it stirs up as a participant as well? Well, there's no other like it. Uh, the President's Cup does not come close. Uh, they don't bond like the Europeans. You go back in time when we played Great Britain and Ireland until 79, uh, and I played with your dad on, on 71, and, and and then I played in the 77 team, and uh, anyways, we knew we were going to win. And this is with Nicholas's suggestions and stuff, Jacqueline obviously in there too, but uh, with Europe getting invited, it, it's just, it's exactly the way it should be. We, they should be favored on their home field and we should be favored when we come to the States. And it was a, it was an eye opener for them at whistling traits. And obviously they didn't want that repeated again. And we're going to hopefully do the same kind of research, uh, and, and, and get ourselves back on track because we had a meeting this morning with nine of us in the office with the PGA officers and talking about this. And it, uh, there's, there's a few things we suggested, obviously. Uh, we think there's knowledge in the past captain, especially when you talk to a Trevino or you talk to a Raymond Floyd who preceded me. Uh, you play eight times on this. You learn. You learn each time. And it's, I, I don't know. There's some things missing. I, I've heard rumors. There's a couple of guys in the team now that they want to be paid money to play. I've heard others that, you know, they're, they just, you know, I don't know how the amount of money they're making that, that they don't, you know, they just don't want to play like we did for the, for the United States of America and play for the cup, you know, and they should want to play every single match. Uh, I was shocked today. I mean, I'm shocked at the opening pairing we're putting out tomorrow and it, it makes no sense to me, but you know, I'm not in the team room. I didn't get really involved with it, but the answer to your question, this is the highlight. It was the highlight of your dad's life and I know it, even though winning opens and all the other and your dad and Arnold Palmer were the only two that had not won the PGA that had enough respect and garnered enough respect to be the pre- the captains of the team Arnold twice and it's just hey, there, there's nothing to touch it it's not a matter of money it's your plan for pride they run up that American flag and the pride and now now we have the European flag and they're just as proud of that and uh, I saw that today. They're more passionate than we were. Obviously, the crowd's in their favor, but uh, we had glimpses of going good. But some of these guys just absolutely, I tell you, their rookies outplayed our rookies. And uh, it's kind of sad to see. Dave Stockton joining us here on Real Golf Radio talking about the Ryder Cup. Do you think as a past captain and as an observer of today that uh, the, the captain and the way they he handles his team – and sets up the team room and that whole environment. How much of an impact can that have on a team's play? I think it, I can. I think it has everything to do with it. And there was a massive difference between how we set up ours. I did not go into the to the blue blue side of the thing. I was in the red, and uh, Azinger went through as an announcer as well as a former Ryder Cup captain, and uh, he said it was totally different. I mean, they set up with pictures down the wall of all their wins since 79 and 
we had, for instance, in the clubhouse, up in the clubhouse, not there, not here back at the hotel, but there was a picture of Jerry McGee and I. Uh, there was a picture of Raymond Floyd. There was a picture of Sam Sneed. Um, that was about it, a couple more. And then there, on the lower level, there were a few others. I didn't see Billy Casper. I didn't see Jack Nicholas. I did see, let's see, I saw a group picture with Hogan and Sneed back, you know, quite a while ago, obviously, a group picture. But the Europeans focused on their team. And they had all the winning teams with the exception, like they didn't show 08. And they didn't, they didn't show Keo, obviously. And they didn't show Whistling Straits. But they showed all the others. And then as you got into their team room, it was all the players in their families and pictures. And the kids that were playing, the, you know, the Shoffleys and Homas and, and all the guys when they were younger. I mean, they, they, showed, they showed their guys in that light. And then they had a humongous picture of Sebi Ballesteros. And I think one of the neatest things today was watching Rom sink that eagle putt on 18. And there was no fist pumping. And he just had a smile on his face that I know who he was thinking about. Yeah. And that to me is the Ryder Cup. And yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I think we've lost our way to a certain extent. And, uh, and that's a lot of things. We covered a lot of things in that meeting this morning. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Interesting. Um, your thoughts about going about doing pairings and, and what you do in each discipline as far as foursomes and four ball, that kind of thing. Well, it depends on who the captain is and what he thinks. I mean, I think in all in a shot, you have to have people of like ability. You can't pair a long hitter with a short hitter because they won't be used to hitting it, you know, where you're going. But when you play like did this afternoon, both balls count. Now you can put a wild hitter with like, in my case, I, I, that's why I picked Raymond Floyd as one of my two picks to go with Freddie couples. Cause Freddie couples didn't know how good he was at that time. And I knew that the couples could go off the wall and just keep on going and have, he knew Raymond was going to back him up. And similarly, the same thing, you know, Lanny Watkins and Hale Irwin and some of the other guys, I could pair them with anybody. You know, Steve Pate was paired with uh, Corey Pavin because Pate was a longer hitter and playing unbelievable. And Corey was just steady and could do obviously almost anything. So I tried to pair them differently. And that's, that's what you have to have your pairing set. That's what blew me away when I saw tomorrow morning's pairings. And I hope they play really good. But Steve, just, he didn't finish the last six holes tonight. And now they put he and, you know, and JT out and group tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I, I don't figure that because I, and then we finished today, we finished with basically almost two rookies that are playing in their first time is, is the anchor point. You know, I mean, that doesn't make a, that didn't make a lot of sense to me because it, you, you kind of shelter your rookies and put them with somebody like couples with a Floyd. Uh, but, uh, you know, I like I wasn't wasn't in on the conversation. I'm nitpicking, but I just, you know, it, it made me it made me upset to see see how we got down and we couldn't climb back. And uh, I thought the pairings would change more than they did for right. tomorrow. 1991 Ryder Cup captain Dave Stockton joining us. I mean, it's not unlike how John Rom went out with Hogard, right? I mean. Right. It's a 22-year-old with John Rom. There's a little security blanket when you're a 22-year-old and you got John Rom right there with you, right? Absolutely. You turn him loose. You give him, you give him strength. You, you build him up. 
And I was amazed Kepka good didn't go out in the morning round. There had to be a reason. But, but this is a hard course to walk. It's a hilly course. If anybody on our team could could make five rounds, I think it would have been Kepka. And it's you know he sat out the morning round. And I just you know I you know when you have five vice captains. I mean I had two assistant captains. They've gone being called assistant or assistants, assistant captains, and now they're vice captains. And I, you know, I, I don't, you got a hell of a lot of firepower in that room. You ought to be able to figure everything out and avoid something like this. But to play, to play eight matches and not get a single win off of supposedly better ranking world ranking players, you know, it says everything about the, the team concept. And believe me, the Europeans have the team concept down. It's in a group of guys playing one-on-one. This is a group of guys you know, solely fixed on playing as a team. And it was Seve is their, their memory or what they're, what they're going at. And that's why it so pleased me with the way John's reaction, Rom's reaction was on 18 when he, you know, he didn't gloat. He didn't do anything. He just had the smile on his face and he looked very calm and, and all that confusion. And that's what wins Ryder Cups. And, uh, again, you don't learn anything when you win. Usually you learn something when you get, handed what they got today. So hopefully they bounce back. I mean, uh, the Europeans bounced back against our girls last week in the Solheim cup. They were down four Oh to start with. And, uh, you know, we just got to start with the first match tomorrow and maybe Spieth will find his game overnight. And, and I was proud of JT. He hung in there. He had a lot of really good shots and showed that he deserved to be one of the six picks. And that's another question how, if you pick half your team, you certainly got to get the pairings you want because you, you you've got you picked half the guys. I only could pick two. Azinger in two thousand eight could pick four, so it changes, and they keep trying to whatever the captain likes. But in the end, uh, they're going to have captains. They're going to have to get players. They're going to want to play with who the captain wants them to play with, and not just friends, but psychologically put them together and give them time to get used to each other. And I think our results will be better. You know, it's kind of interesting when my dad captained and when you were on the team and when he was on the on the teams, there were no captain's picks and you only got points for top 10 finishes. And that promoted the best players in a Ryder Cup year or when when the points were accrued, it promoted the best players and and how they were playing in that time. And then it was up to captain to to make the pairings and that kind of thing. Your thoughts about what they used to do as far as points. And like you said, you had two picks. Azinger had four. Now we've gone to six. Um, I think you need picks. Uh, Kiowa, I had a couple of players. Uh, one was a player of the year before, Wayne Levy, but he got on a terrible streak and never faced the top 30 going into the Ryder Cup. And, you know, was a liability more than an asset. And I, but I only had two picks. If I had four picks, there were a couple of people I would have taken off and I would have put on, I would have put on both Tom Watson, who I knew was going to be the next captain, which I thought would bode him well going over there is getting a feel for it because he would become the third behind, like I said before, your dad, Norrell Palmer is yeah. guys that captain the Ryder cup and never won the PGA. And, and kite would have been the other one. And my team would have been, I think invincible. We still won, but I mean, I, I, I think you need a few picks. 
I, I think four is probably a good number. Let the guys play in the top eight. If they qualify, fine. But you, you, if you're, if your team has got a bunch of rookies on there, I'm going to pick a few older guys to, to mentor them. And if there are a bunch of older guys, I'd pick a, I remember we were all worried about Shoffley or not Shoffler, what Scotty Scheffler. I mean, he was a rookie at whistling straights and everybody's, well, I wonder what he's going to do. I don't know. I don't know. And of course he killed it, you know, and it, it, it inspired him. And obviously he just, he's gone on the great guns since then. So you need rookies and you need, you need mature guys that they can lean on. And, and the Europeans have that in, in, uh, uh, McElroy and they have they have Hovland now coming up and Rom coming up and they have a couple of these new guys seem very very good and seem very good with the people. Uh, we got our hands full. We just got a we've got a bunch of guys that bond well in a room or on a vacation right now. But we need we need really good bonding on the golf course and nobody wants you know just like I'm saying we're going to learn a lot from what happened today and hopefully they bounce back. I mean the thing isn't completely lost but. It is sure a dark color right now. Well, back in 1991, after Saturday's morning's uh, foursomes, the U.S. led seven and a half to four and a half, and that's when Europe went on to get three and a half in the afternoon four ball session. Then they tied it all up eight eight. How close does the U.S. need to get on Saturday in order to have a shot at uh, at, at a comeback on Sunday? In your mind. Well, uh, they got a well. What was Crenshaw's? You go back to the biggest comeback ever he was, was Crenshaw in '99. Yeah, he, he was five back. I would, I would not feel good if I wasn't within four of them. Mm. And you know, and there's a lot. And like they say, they only played for eight out of the twenty-eight points now. So there's a lot of points to play for. But uh, I, I think we'd have to be within three or four. I don't. I, you know, Crenshaw had a. You know, he had a premonition, you know, he, you know, I've got, I've got good vibes, right? Well, he's probably the only one in the room and, until he said that to believe that, you know, and then he proved his point and he was at the meeting today and had some great words to say. So we all learn. I mean, I, I had Jay Bear and Lionel Aber and, uh, Doc Mesterwell as my two captains. And I just, you know, I learned from each. I learned things I wasn't going to do if I was ever a captain. I learned things I was going to, that was really smart what he did or something. And I, I learn from it. It just takes experience. And your first time you do it, it's a blur. But like I say, they have such a luxury after Azinger's going to four picks and, and basically and, and having having be able to pick the four but also have all all the rest of the team. He changed so much that it, it made it completely different. We got the little task force and put it together and we know exactly who the next captains were gonna be and all this stuff. Because we, it, in the back of our mind, we could not figure out why Larry Nelson got bypassed, mm-hmm. being a two-time PGA champion in the U.S. Open. And we solved that problem, but we never got him to be a captain. And uh, it's, it's, it's transformed itself. I mean, we're, we talk about the President's Cup is nowhere near the stature of the Ryder Cup. And it's because of we playing against the Europeans so much. Just like in our tour championship, Going the last round, the top 10 guys in the tour championship at Atlanta at East Lake, five were on the American Ryder Cup team, five were on the European Ryder Cup team. That doesn't get any, that's saying you've both got five really good guys, studs that you can hang your hat on, you know, because they're playing on the biggest stage and doing really well. The best other in the world was like 24th or something. So when the President's Cups come around, it's, it's not the same. 
because even if they have 12 good players, they come from all over the place and they don't have the bonding these Europeans have because they do. They behind they get behind the European flag and they get behind the memory of Fal- of uh, not Faldo necessarily, but Seve. <laughs> and yeah. it it makes a it, it it makes a huge difference. They have something to play for. And you're quite right. I mean, Aisner leaned over to me at the opening ceremony yesterday after everybody's going this ole, 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 you can't stand hearing it anymore. And he says, I in 2014 tried to get them to have us create a song, pay some guy to create us a song that we can sing and stuff because we just get out outshined by the, by the galleries every time we come over here. And it's a total shock for some of the rookies the first time they step into this cauldron. Well, Dave, we appreciate you taking some time. Um, it's always good to hear your passion and uh, your insights about this Ryder Cup. Here's hoping that we might see a little something like what uh, they did to us at Medina and flip this thing around because uh, right now, it's it, like you said, it's looking pretty bleak. But safe travels. Yeah, Hope you get feeling is. a little bit better. And uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks. You guys take care, okay? Thank you. you. Thanks, Dave. Dave Stockton joining us here. He's a two-time winner of the PGA Championship and, of course, a winning Ryder Cup player twice and a winning Ryder Cup captain in 1991 at Kiowa Island. We've got to take a short break. We'll continue the conversation next right here on Real Golf Radio. Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance. There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade, but it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. We all love heading to St. George for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What's been missing is a Scottsdale-style golf resort where you can stay and play and own your own residence. That's why we're building Black Desert Resort at Entrada, offering exceptional amenities from a spa, world-class dining and shopping, water park, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com. This is not about splitting hairs. It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one one-thousandth of an inch that every layer of every Chrome Soft is manufactured precisely, which we confirm with proprietary 3D X-Ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard, but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently, or you can know it will with precision technology. 
Chrome Soft. Better for the best. Better for everyone. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. Sometimes, less is more. Like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more. Like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology. Like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. Back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. This segment is brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and the all-new Apex Pro Series of Irons. Check them out at CallawayGolf.com. Find out which one is right for you. I have had a chance to hit them, and I can't wait to get my set build, built and, um, and really fit because you got Apex Pros. You got the MBs, you got the CBs, which is, is going to be a combo. And the way that they design them, you going to do the combo? I don't know yet. I don't know yet, Bob. I'm, I'm going to go get fit for them, <laughs> but I'm leaving it open to playing just the pros because they feel really, really solid. They all feel solid. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're am, used to we're used to playing pros. Yes, but and I, I am 49 going the, on 50. So yeah, yeah. I took advantage of some uh, design Why not? with my irons, and I'm straight up paradigm. And that's good. It works for you. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Check it out. CallawayGolf.com. Select your irons. By the way, holidays around the corner makes a great gift as well. All right, we got to wrap this up. So here's, here's, here's a thought that you and I talked about over the break. And we appreciate Dave Stockton for sharing his insights. I mean, obviously, there's something going on there. And there's meetings happening. And they're, they don't like what they see, which is good. They shouldn't like what they see. I mean, yeah. there's an entire country over here of golf fans that are just like beside ourselves after what we're watching. It's pathetic effort. It looks like I'm not suggesting that it is, but it looks like pathetic effort out there by our guys. Um, mm-hmm. They've talked about how this golf course, Marco Simone, is set up for, you know, straighter hitters and that it's just not a bomber's golf course. And I look at that and I say, I don't think so. Like it is. But let's take a Tony Finau, for example. Well, we don't necessarily need big tone there because it's not a long hitter's golf course. Well, hear me out. Those guys are trying to lay up short of, of some trouble out there so they don't get caught in the corner rough or they don't go into one of those fairway bunkers. And so they're, they're right. having to, but, but just short of that, it is wide open. And so it is begging you to, to stay short of it. And if you want to try to get it down there where you're going to hit a, a wedge in, then you're going to have to really manufacture a shot and fit it through some, some, some stuff. So what I'm saying is, wouldn't there be an advantage to a big hitter like Tony Finau who could get up there with his driving iron and hit it down there as far as some of these European guys do with their fairway woods and hybrid and, and drivers even in some instances? The fairway finder shot, that's that stinger he likes to hit. It's right yeah. down the middle. And now guess what? The commentators were saying, oh, Europeans are so much better with their middle irons and stuff instead of wedges, and so that's why they're shining. Well, guess what Tone's hitting? He's hitting wedges where guys are hitting middle irons. Yeah. Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? 
Yeah. And then you've got like the 16th hole, for instance. Oh, well, this is this is uh, really tough for the Americans because it's almost too much for their driver, too short for their driver, but it's not quite you know enough for their three wood, the three wood to get there or whatever. Well, guess what? Tony Fino could probably hit that 290 distance with four different golf clubs. Yeah. So I, I sort of step back and say, BS on this long hitters. I think they're taking advantage of it. To me, it feels like they are the ones that are that are taking advantage of the long game, you know, even more so than our so-called bombers on the American side. What do you think of that? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, we are a bunch of players that on the PGA Tour, for the most part, you know, eight, six to eight wedge shots are around, and um, they have really been able to dial in on that or they're used to that. So it's uncomfortable for them to have to hit um, middle irons into, into greens and stuff. And you know what? That That's that's just a bunch of bunk in my opinion. These mm. guys are the best players in the world. And they can't perform on this stage with wedges or middle irons or long irons or off the tee. Guess what? You have to adapt. You have to figure out, you know, when you're down 14 points at halftime and you're playing football or basketball or whatever and you're down, guess what? You figure out and you make you adapt and you make um you figure out make what you need to do yeah. to get adjustments and get back in the game. Guess yeah. what? That's what you have to do. I mean, you've got practice rounds the whole week. These guys aren't used to playing practice rounds the whole week. They're used to flying in, maybe getting uh, a practice round in the Pro-Am, if you're lucky, and then they tee it off. Guess what? New golf courses, the majority of them have been here. They've seen the golf course. They've seen the setup. Make the adjustments and figure out what you need to do to be able to score and be able to um, – Win some matches. We're down five, Bob. Right We're down yeah. five. There's 20 points remaining. It's not. Yes. A, it's not insurmountable. What is the no, key? No, it's not. What? Who? Who is the key? What needs to happen? I mean, you got Thomas and Spieth leading things out, and then Scheffler and, and Kepka. It is front loaded. And then it's Holman, Harmon, Cantlay, and Shoffley. He went full strength. I think he should have started the day with that. By the way, on Friday, but that's how he's starting Saturday out. How important is that session? Saturday morning session. Oh, it's it's huge. Saturday morning session, we have to win the session, and we need to get at least, in my opinion, we need to get three points. Mm. Out of that group, we need to get three points. We can't have it because then we're not making up anything. We need to get at least three points and um, knock that lead down by two. It's interesting. By the time you're listening to this, those morning sessions will be over, and they'll be into yeah. the afternoon sessions. And by the way, the Ryder Cup may very well be over. It if could be. What Bob just said doesn't play out in those yeah. morning matches, but yeah, that, and like Dave Stockton said, we gotta we gotta be within four if we're gonna have a chance going into on, the singles. Going to singles. Yep. And four is still a, a tall task. Yeah, for sure. It is. Well, we'll be tuning in anyway because you know what? It's still the Ryder Cup, and I still love it. We'll wrap up the show next. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. 
Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160-800-390-5160-800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the U.S. USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. The new iPhone 15 Pro with Titanium is here. Switch to my plan from Verizon at your local store today, and you'll get the amazing new iPhone 15 Pro on us with unlimited ultimate when you trade in any iPhone, any model, any condition. Guaranteed. Yep, even the old phone in your pocket right now. It's your Verizon. $999.99, 128GB only. Device payment purchase or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on unlimited ultimate plan required. Less $1,000 trade-in or promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, thanks again to everyone who joined us here on Real Golf Radio. Rex Hoggard, the caddy in hour number one. Dave Stockton, the 91 Ryder Cup captain for Team USA, the War on the Shore, joined us here on the back nine. You can access us at Real Golf or download us where your favorite podcast is found. So we're in a predicament here, and again, uh, as you're listening, we'll be a little bit behind. But after day number one, we're down five points. When you go back to 1999, we were down 10-6 going into singles. In 2012, the Europeans at Medina were down 10-6 going into singles. It's critical. That's the biggest comeback on one day. It's critical that the U.S. find a way to get it to at least four, preferably three, going into Sunday singles. That's the goal. I agree that a hundred percent. And if they can, if they can win both sessions on Saturday, um, as we've talked about, um, then that gives them an opportunity to get inside that four points and have a chance to uh, get back in, in the deal for Sunday. It's not insurmountable. You go win a couple of sessions and then take your chances in singles. We'll see how it all plays out. Follow us on Twitter at Real Golf. We'll be uh, giving you our commentary as the matches go on. Thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer. For Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks for joining us. 
Thanks to our sponsors, and enjoy the Ryder Cup. Go USA. We'll see you next week here on Real Golf Radio. Thank you for listening to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Gasper. Follow us on Twitter at Real Golf. And join us every week on the Real Golf Radio Network. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.